Welcome in. This is your Jock Market Power Hour for this week's memorial. And Joe, you just told me, you said this is one of my favorite events on the schedule. You're stoked for this. No doubt about it, man. What's up, Mr. Run Good? Um, <laughs> yeah, so I went to this event numerous times growing up. You know, I've got some Midwestern blood throwing through my veins here, uh, an Ohio boy. So went to this and Firestone were my two sort of growing up. So nice. very fond of this event. Always gets a good field. Always seems to get a good winner. Uh, yeah. So fired up. Also, you asked me who's going to win this golf tournament, and I, I, I told you I have no idea. I, I mean, I, I just – I don't have a great feel. You know what I mean? Some weeks are better than others. I think some weeks you can see trends or you look at the odds. And you're like, okay, this, this makes sense to me. I think we have a bunch of guys playing really well at the top. There's no doubt about it, but I know who's going to win. We'll get to it in a little bit. Uh, <laughs> but before we do that, uh, yeah, Power 20 promo code. If you are new to the Jock Market Power Hour, get that in there. It'll give you 20 free bucks, and we're going to give away some free money. Uh, I'll talk a little bit about last week and get into uh, what the IPO prices are at this week. Let's go. Yeah, that's right. Don't be afraid to drop your Jock Market username in the chat. That gets you entered into a drawing for 20 free Jock Bucks. We'll give away $100 tonight, so we'll pick them five times throughout. And while you're, you know, entering your your username in the chat go ahead hit the like button that that certainly goes a long way and and joe um i, I mean we've got this week uh, next week is the palmetto championship at the congaree and we then are just two weeks away from the u.s open sir oh i can't wait man this is awesome let's like uh you finally get over one major and it's like a I week and a half later another one kicks off so um, this is the summer of golf and, and I'm here for it, baby. Let's roll. If you are new uh, to this power hour or jock market in general, this is stock market DFS. This is a way to not only buy shares of golfers or bid on shares of golfers tonight. And if you are the highest bidder, those shares will be allocated to you. Uh, the IPO phase is the phase that we're in right now. That'll close right before 9 p.m. Eastern time. But as the tournament is actually going on, Joe, you can buy and sell, buy and sell shares of golfers. And I think with the forecast this week, which looks at least iffy on Thursday, we might get a lot of golf in a few days, which I feel like is, is going to make the live trading portion of this even more interesting. Yeah, absolutely. We talk about it all the time. If you're new here, uh, go to your app store, download the jock market app, uh, hop in this IPO hour. So what this sort of next 45 minutes looks like is we are bidding on players, shares of those guys. You will see that price continue to go up going to close anywhere between like 856 and 859. Uh, if you are still a highest bidder, you will be awarded those shares. And like you had just mentioned, it all only starts then, right? Once you have those right, shares right. in hand, you can sell them at any time during the golf tournament. You can actively see what the highest bid price is on those players that you have shares of. And you can add to your portfolio as well. If you see some opportunity, whether it's uh, an edge with the weather, whether you see some guy with with a couple of you know three four hole stretch where a lot of birdies are being made, there's plenty of opportunity. And and once it starts and you have those shares, uh, it only has just begun. 
So let's give some examples here because here's last week. This is the Charles Schwab challenge. Of course, Jason Kokrak comes out on top. And this data, uh, if you would like access to this data, you can have access to it like never before. You can go to rickrudengood.com. You can drop down PGA tools. You can go to free tools. You can go to jock market. And now, Joe, you can download this data. I got the okay. This was this was the number one most requested item was, hey, can I download that? And I was, And I thought to myself, I don't know. Can I allow them to download this? Is there anything? Is there anything secret in here? So I, I emailed the guys over at Jock Market. They gave me the green light. So now everyone has access to all of the data, every single cash market that has ever existed. It's incredible. Not to mention 100% free that you put out on your website. So it's right there in the free tools on RickRunGood.com. Uh, you can download you know, all the data from every single jock market that has ever existed. So, you know, you can look at things, right? You can try to find trends. You can try to find anything that may potentially be predictive in the upcoming weeks, whether a guy is making people money, what's his ROI historically, what was his ROI at a particular event, what price range is the most ROI coming from, right? Like, is it coming from the $2 range? Is it coming from the $8 range? You, the, the beauty of it is you can sort the data and kind of uh, put it together however you want. Hit the download button right there on rickrungood.com. Do what you want with it, man. It's all there. When you, when you, were, you were kind of digging through the data. Were you finding anything of note, anything of interest about the best ways to attack this IPO? So a couple of things. Um, a couple of things of note. I don't want to give away all my secrets. That That's okay. Through, but, you don't have to. Um, so obviously, you have a ton more boom potential in the lower price ranges. So $1, $2, $3 range, because that's where you're going to see massive 10x jumps. You know what I mean? In your money. The $10 range has actually been relatively profitable, all things considered, because mm -hmm. they really have a ceiling on them at $25 for a win. So if you're bidding $10 per share on a guy, you really can only make 2.5x on your money is the max you can make. And you can go all the way down to one. So there's a lot more risk than there is reward in a sense. That said, that range was, was positive overall. The one range that was not uh, was actually the $8 range. So I think it's that range right below where you have your top tier and your favorites. And you know maybe we'll see guys in there this week like Rory or Colin Morikawa or Tony Finau. Those type of guys that maybe right around that $8 range is kind of where I saw the biggest negative return. But in general, um, most of these ranges were well up if you've been with us for long enough. And if you were playing last week, the Charles Schwab Challenge, at this time last week, Jason Kokrak sold for $6.24 with his victory. He paid out the full $25 a share, which means if you had one share of Jason Kokrak, he made you $18.76. And if you had 10 shares of him, he made you $187.60. And then looking further down the board, you can see these payouts here. I mean, Jordan Spieth paid out $20. He was $10. But then after that, Charlie Hoffman, $7.64. Patton Kazire, $5.01. Ian Paul. Alter 425. Seb Munoz and Troy Merritt were in the $3 range, Joe. So there is plenty of opportunity uh, for what we call penny stocks, but they are they are really almost blue chips in, in this in this jock market. No doubt about it. Yeah. So jock market essentially pays out the top 80 positions. Um, so you can miss the cut and even make more than $1. Even if you do miss the cut and you finish 120th, you're still getting back a dollar per share. So if you're bidding on these guys that are two bucks, the max you can lose is half your money, 
right? And they have the potential, as you see here with this data, to really go boom. So um, that said, there's a lot more guys there. There's obviously a lot less potential uh, for a win, you know, just correlated to the odds boards. But um, you just got to pick wisely. All right. And before we jump into uh, this week's big board, which I'm going to refresh and get all fired up and ready to go here, this is Mirfield Village, but maybe not a Mirfield Village we've seen before because uh, Jack pulled what I still think was one of the most savage moves, Joe, is as play is still finishing last year, he is ripping up greens behind them, which I, I cannot imagine getting a two-hour head start really made a difference 11 months later it, this was all for show right him doing this unbelievable scene had to be all for show uh, classic <laughs> nicholas move there but um yeah i think that um i think rooted in some of these changes are um you know jack wants his course to play a certain way and i think a lot of it may have had to do with with honestly what he saw guys like bryson doing in the months leading up to that event during quarantine and just gaining all this distance and pounding it. I'm not sure which hole it was, but it was maybe like nine or something where Bryson was hitting it all the way over this hill, like 400 yards. And I remember watching the coverage of Jack and he was like, that's not how the the course was intended to be played. So you know what? Get out the drawing board. Let's whip up some new. Blueprint. Yeah, you know what Let's they did. I'm pretty sure he put a bunch of trees there where you can't cut it anymore. <laughs> nah, Jack don't play like that, Bryson. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. So 100 extra yards on the course. Uh, I think he put in 140 trees in different areas. Uh, um, there's only three or four holes that haven't been touched. Every single green has been resurfaced in full bent. There was Poana growing through in some percentages, so those have been resurfaced. A lot of the complexes are now different they don't necessarily resemble um the the greens of of previous years and i think if you would have told me all that and told me we were getting just a a a hot summer week in dublin ohio i would have told you this was going to be difficult uh but i think that the way that jack's talking about it with hey it's not necessarily that i want this to play any harder i just want it to play fair i want it to play well and the rain the weather all that good stuff i think i think it might be a shot or two maybe easier than last year which is I don't know, arguably good. Yeah, I think so too. I think his intention was to make it long-term be harder. So be able to withstand the the increases in distance and all this stuff. But I think short-term, based on what we saw last year, where there were some, you know, players questioning the fairness of some holes and, and whether it was being receptive, you know, I think it was 16 there where you just could not hold the green. Um, so I think that this year in particular, you know, usually when you get new greens, they're really firm, but I think they're going to do as much as they can to sort of mitigate that, you know, interested to kind of your take on like, what do we do? This has historically been a place where course history has played an important role. And we see guys like Kuchar and some of these older guys who always come back here and play really well. Does this, is this enough to really alter that? Or do you think they are going to ultimately see it as, you know, the same golf course that I came back to years and had success. I I think it is enough, especially on the greens. Um, I think there's only four green complexes. Now they've already surfaced, but there's only four that the contours are basically the same, which means there's 14 greens that have new contours. And you, you know, these guys in their books, they're marking every little break. What's the grade of that? How's it moving? Hey, it doesn't move as much as you think. And, and a lot of these guys have a decade's worth of information in their yardage books that aren't, aren't 
valuable anymore, uh, quite frankly. So it's almost like they're all rookies again, at least on the putting surfaces. That's where I think the changes are going to happen. So if I could maybe you know, go to rickrungood.com and pull the putting numbers. Like I, I would probably downgrade those at Mirfield village, but for the rest of it, you know, 15 is probably the hole that's got the biggest, the, the biggest number of changes from, from T to green. But I, I think, I really think you're going to see a lot of head scratching on the greens this week. That's where I think it's going to, it's going to show. Yeah, I would tend to agree. I think that the greens, you know, I, I think a lot of it, you know, your caddy, right? A lot of it's going to come down to your caddy because they have a lot of this knowledge. I don't necessarily know if the player remembers. Oh, four years ago, I had this putt and it went left. But the caddy be surprised. All these notes in this book. You know what I mean? They have everything marked off. So they're working off new yardages this week. Throw out all the old greens books, all the old yardage books. Um, but you're right. I think it ultimately boils down to the player. Like I heard Xander's presser and he's like, you know, it's not really a big deal to me. But you're right. There are 100% some guys that will, you know, dig deep in the memory banks and remember exactly how this putt broke previously. There are, um, I've heard a couple of guys, a couple of tour guys be like the difference between amateurs and pros and then the pros and the really good pros is some of these guys have memories like you cannot, they, they said Tiger can remember everybody's ever hit. For and sure. Like, and loaded. like and like pull it out and be like, oh yeah, no, that didn't break as much as I thought. Like it's incredible stuff. So we'll we'll certainly see. Uh let me give away 20 bucks before we get rocking and okay. rolling here, and then I'll pull up the big board. So our very first winner, and if you would like to be entered into a draw to win 20 jock bucks, uh, go ahead, drop your jock market username. Continue to do so throughout the night. It makes it easier for me. But our first winner this evening, Trebs, Sam, you are the winner. Congratulations. We'll get you hooked up with 20 bucks to the jock market and we'll give away four more twenties as the night goes on. But Joe, it really is about that time. It's about that time to jump into the big board to see who is currently our most expensive golfers in the jock market. But before I reveal that to you, want to take any guesses on who the top dog is going to be this evening? I haven't looked. So this actually is a pure guess, but I'm going to guess John Rahm. John Rahm is always very, very popular in the jock market. And while he is not currently the most expensive golfer, he might be by the time this night is over because it's Victor Hovland mm. leading the way. $8.08 with John Rahm at $7.53 per share. So to illustrate what that actually means, if you're a buyer of Victor Hovland at $8 or $8.08, you're simply asking him to finish 17th or better. 17th would pay out $8.25 cents per share, obviously all the way up to $25. And you know, if you go down a little bit, 25th would pay out $6.50. So you'd lose a little bit if Victor Hovland finished 25th. That's how this whole thing works. But Joe, there is a ton, a ton of positive sentiment around Victor Hovland this week. So I ask you, is it warranted? Hmm. You know, we, <laughs> for me, I'm looking at guys who I've just seen win who I feel like have a better win equity. Um, I know that that doesn't necessarily matter in this format. I know that he played really well that here last year. I know that this is an event. Oftentimes we, we see that sort of breakthrough performance, but when I think back to those, you know, your Hideki's and your Cantlay's and your Bryson who got that big win here, their breakthrough performance came at like 30 to 50 to one range. Like they weren't coming into the event, like the second favorite on the board and the highest price guy. So I just think that um, I expect Vic to play well. I'm just going to 
seek alternate options in that upper tier um, and, and look for a guys who I think can really pull together a victory because ultimately, you know, when you're up in this eight, nine, ten dollars a share in order to really bring home some money, uh, you, you really got to finish first. The only man in the $7 range is John Rahm. We know that he is our defending champion. We know that he pl tends to play well at uh, difficult courses. We know that he's been piling up top tens, but still without a victory since I believe BMW Championship was his last victory at the end of last year at Olympia Field. So John Rahm um, potentially still getting used to his new Callaway sticks, potentially just trying to get a little lucky on a Sunday. I, I, I think... You mentioned it. I think if you made me bet who's going to be the most expensive golfer tonight, it's going to be John Rahm. I think so too. But you know, we 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 usually like to make the case for a guy. Let's switch it up a little bit. I'm going to kind of make this is going to be hot take central. But I'm going to make this. the case against John Rahm. All right, uh, three out of his last six events, thirty second or worse. Right, okay. so thirty second is basically four dollars and eighty cents per share. So he's going to be $10 a share. You can lose half your money. You're banking on the win from John Rahm. And he really hasn't shown the ability to really, you know, he's had some good finishes, but has he ever really contended to win in these events? I don't know. Look, I'm not going to completely say fade John Rahm, but here's what I will say. If you do like John Rahm, it may be wise to wait on John Rahm. One thing that I noticed in going through all of his events this year in 2021 you know, he's playing four events or I'm sorry, four rounds per tournament. Six of the 10 tournaments he's played in his best round is his last round. I so I that. think he's the type of guy that kind of revs the engine a little bit and really hits it into fourth gear on round four. So he may be, you know, if you like John Rahm, I would maybe wait a little bit because he tends to play his best toward the end of the tournament. I wouldn't necessarily go in right now at nine, 10 bucks per share. Yeah, and you look at some of his past results, and even with those top 10s, because he's been so expensive, it's not really returning you a bunch. He might be a little bit safer than some of the other guys, but that might be a good strategy to sit and wait on John Rahm. That next tier includes Xander Shoffley, Tony Finau, Bryson DeChambeau, Colin Moore. I mean, this, this is where we are just packing a punch here. I don't know if we just want to point out a couple of guys in this range, Joe. I know there's one in the $6 range that you're looking at pretty hard. He's currently at $6.22, and his name is Justin Thomas. Yeah, absolutely. That's my pick to win this week. I haven't really been too shy about it. I put out a video <laughs> on Twitter on Monday. Look, my case for JT is that – we can look and try to predict everything we want, but does the guy win enough, right? Justin Thomas wins more than anybody the last five years. 12 wins in 96 events. He's winning roughly 13% of the time he tees it up. One in every eight tournaments, Rick. He's it's won a lot. for five wins. straight years. He so wins a he lot. He has that potential that we know uh, to win, to win big. He's got a lot of things working for him. Obviously, you know, I think anybody when he made that putt last year at the workday would have said it's over. He's got that win. I think had Morikawa not answered with a 40-footer, he'd probably be at the top of the odds board this week as a returning champion. Backed it up with an 18th, then won the following week in, at the WGC down in um, Memphis, Memphis or wherever it was. So, look, he's he's the form is there's parts to worry about. I think that his best attributes set up great here. And, and he's got a little good karma working for him this week, too, <laughs> with a video that you put out. So 
All the stars have aligned. It's JT week for me. Oh, man. We were talking before we went hot. It made me so sad that JT said he was irritated that video got out. And I was like, whoops. Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, JT. Um, no, I, I love this guy. I, you know, I, I hate trying to find – because you're absolutely right. He, he wins golf tournaments. And he wins them much more than everybody else. And he when things are going south, which, you know, you look at his results, 21st at the Masters, 13th at the Valspar, 26th at the Wells Fargo. Like These are bad results for Justin <laughs> Thomas, and he usually doesn't stay down for long. He's an unbelievable player. Um, I want to get your thoughts on Hideki Matsuyama because he is someone that I am certainly bullish on this week, and I want to get your thoughts on this take. Hideki's win at the Masters, Joe, I think it masks how well he'd actually been playing. You know, he'd been gaining a ton of strokes on approach. He had been starting to figure out the putter a lot more often. But all we want to do is talk about the win. And, and that's great. And it's awesome. But it almost takes away from like, oh, yeah, the guy's like a walking ball striking machine. And now he's trying to figure out the putter. And now he's going back to a place that he's won before. Like, maybe it's just Hideki week. Absolutely. Ball striking wizard, like you said, is Hideki. And, and you know, you're sort of some of the, the course correlations. And a lot of people have, have emphasized that there's a strong correlation this week between approach play um, and success rate. So Hideki lines up great. The course history is there. Like you said, everything is trending in the right direction. And I think sometime before the Masters, you know, his ball striking has, has always been there. You know, he Hideki can one hand miss hit something and it's going <laughs> to 15 feet. We know that. But the driver, right, he really got that figured out, I think, after like waste management. Um, he, he took a little break after the Masters win and, and had to quarantine and went back to Japan. And, and it was like no signs of slowing down when he made his right. appearance back. So I think he sets up great. For me, it's all going to depend on price. And we usually have seen Hideki does kind of get a favorable price in the jock market. We've seen that a couple of times. So we'll see where he lands tonight. Yeah, usually between... Six and eight bucks for the most part is where Hideki's usually going to land. So we are about uh, 20 minutes out from uh, this IPO phase closing. So I will pick another winner here for 20 jock bucks in just a few minutes. So make sure that your jock market username is in the chat. That certainly goes a long way. But let's talk about um, you, you want to talk about Bryson or you want to talk about Jordan Speed? Which one do you want? Uh, let's talk about Bryson. People like to hear about Bryson. All right. So for me, Bryson, uh, this was going to be a really great event for him. On, uh, and it still could be. But under specific conditions, I thought would have been perfect for Bryson. If, if this would have been firm and fast, if, if we know that uh, the acreage of fairways came down, the acreages of rough went up, I was looking for really thick rough, really small fairways, really narrow fairways where everybody was playing out of the thick stuff. I don't think we're getting that this week. And if we get what the PGA Tour loves, ball in hand, preferred lies, you got to be in the fairway, which I, I, I guess I'm just cooling on Bryson as the week goes on. I totally agree. And I think we are going to get ball in hand at least tomorrow. Uh, from all the images that I saw today, everyone was soaking wet and had full-on rain gear on. And if you, like myself, um, put yourself through that 28-minute video that Bryson put out a couple of weeks ago, he basically oh, yeah. told us, he doesn't like it when it's wet. He said no. that in the video. I don't like it when it's rainy. I don't like playing these conditions. It's exactly what we're going to have this week. Couple that with the fact that I think it's all systems go toward defending that U.S. Open tournament uh, in two weeks for Bryson. So you're right. Firm, fast, rough is up. 
that's his conditions. That's where his skill set can really shine. And I just think that, um, you know, he's Bryson. He, he can go well this week. Of course he can. But I just think the the way things are setting up would would have me a little bit more tepid on on shares of Bryson. He does not like water on the face of the club. That is uh, a big no-no for old Bryson. He does not like that at all. Let's go a little bit further down the board here because I think the sub $6 range is a couple of really intriguing options and, and a couple of names that uh, maybe shouldn't be here. So uh, we'll start with these guys. You know, Keegan Bradley is certainly catching steam this week, and I think it's for good reason. But he is currently, and I know it's early, Joe. He's more expensive than Rory McIlroy. I've heard of him. He's pretty good at golf. What what are we what are we thinking about these guys? My goodness. Yeah, Patrick Reed's right there too if I'm yeah. refreshed properly. So there's no way he has anywhere near the win or the top 10 equity of those type of players. That said, the form has been great. Good course history here. He needs needs to play well this week in order to get himself into that US Open. Um, so I think that he, if I'm, if I'm correct, is a couple of points away in the OWGR rankings from getting himself into that field. So really needs a good week. He knows it. He's coming back to a place that he's comfortable, but certainly his price. And if you look at the guys around him, I think in comparison to like an odds boards or any other market there is out there, like DraftKings, is a little bit off at the moment. Uh, Rory McIlroy. So, okay. I just gave it a refresh. So Keegan is 575, Patrick Reed, 557, Rory McIlroy, 547. Then you see names like Emiliano Grillo, who's played well, admittedly Billy Horschel. Okay. Let's talk about Billy Horschel. Cause I think this is interesting, Joe. Um, mm-hmm. and I want to get your thoughts on this. Uh, people are telling me Billy Horschel's form is not good, which I kind of agree with. He didn't play particularly well last week, but he won the match play. But that's kind of a weird event. And he played well at the Zurich. Him and Sam Burns finished fourth. But that's kind of a weird event. Like, yeah. do, does he get credit for those? What, what What do we do? I don't think he gets enough credit for those. Okay. Um, it, you know, the match play is something that's really, the field is absolutely stacked. You've got to play well. Is there some luck involved? Of course. Same with the team format. But neither one of those events you win if you're not playing great, right? You've still got to be playing really good golf. And I think that... Um, He's another guy, you know, great course history here. I think that um, based on where the price point currently is at, could definitely be a buy with those other guys in that $5 range, low fives. Okay, let me give away 20 more dollars, and I've already picked – okay, here it is, Stringer Bell. Uh, Ryan, congratulations, $20 coming your way. We'll get you all set up with that. So I will draw uh, another right before we kind of go into IPO here. I will draw another after IPO, and then I'll draw another at the end of the show. So we are probably about um, 15, 16 minutes away from this IPO phase closing sometime before 9 o'clock, Joe. Uh, okay, let's go back to the big board here. We're still seeing Victor Hovland, the only man over $8. So let's keep going down the board. Uh, this 450 range and lower. You know, Gary Woodland, who's uh, certainly turning – turning the tide on his game right now. Alex Noren is here. Taylor Gooch seems to be catching a lot of steam. Are any of these guys or anybody else in the 4K range ones that you'll be targeting this week? There's a couple that I'm definitely interested in. Um, you know, Taylor Gooch is down there. I have a feeling his popularity is probably going to to push him up a little bit this week, but just been playing really well. Um, Stuart Sink's another guy who's been playing really well. 
one guy that really concerns me there is Jason Day. I don't know if you saw the thing today, but is awaiting the birth of a child, could potentially withdraw. We know he Jason has Day could withdraw from a golf tournament. I highly Shocker. doubt that, sir. <laughs> Shocker. Alert, alert emoji. Yeah, Jason he Day. Has, there, there are so many variables, variables with Jason Day. Uh, he's got a baby number four. seemingly moments away. I don't know when it's happening, but seemingly moments. Uh, He's at home. He is now going to play that qualifier, I think on Monday, to try to get in the Columbus Regional to try to get into the U.S. Open. Or he could, of course, you know, improve his his standing this week with a good finish. There's just a lot revolving around Jason Day right now. No doubt. Yeah, too much for me to, to, to even place a bid on. But right below him are a couple of guys that I like. One is Matt Wallace. Uh, T4 in his debut here. I think the discourse in the way that Jack sort of intended it is you have to have all parts of your game firing, whether it's off the tee, approach, around the green, putting. Everything has to kind of align. And he's sort of gaining strokes across the board. This course will require that. T4 in a debut, some good finishes recently in that high $3 range, I think makes a lot of sense. And there's another guy there who we love, who who has been great to anyone who's played him in the jack market, but what's the deal with Sam Burns? You know anything oh. more about this sort of injury and the withdrawal here? Are we worried about Sammy this week, or you think he's back to back healthy and ready to continue where he left off? So my, I, I don't know anything specific about Sam Burns. So if you're following along, he uh, he won. What would it have been? Val uh, Valspar. He mm-hmm. finished runner up in his next start, and then at the PGA Championship, he played like six holes and withdrew with a back injury. Uh, I, I don't know anything else, but my usual stance on this show is like, if you, if he's playing, he's good to go. Uh, mm-hmm. Especially he doesn't have to play. It's not the U S open. I know it's a great event. I know it's an elevated status, but he's just coming off a win. He's got, he's got plenty of time to, to he doesn't need to play hurt right now, especially leading up to a U.S. open. So I, I usually give these guys the benefit of the doubt that they are healthy. Now, how much practice time has he had? Has it, you know, has that impacted anything? Who knows? Maybe it's back spasms and he's fine. I have no idea. So I assume, I assume if he's playing, he's fine. I think so too. Yeah. And I think being in those six holes that he plays, being like seven over probably didn't hurt yeah. either. And the <laughs> winds kick in. He's like, I'm out of here. <laughs> a lot of people just did not like that course either. I heard a lot of people come back negatively. So I think you're right. It could have been just like, screw this. I'm not going to make the cut. I'm out of here. I've had a first and a second. Let me go home and chill for a couple weeks and get back at it. Um, there was a question at the very start. I, I drew, I wasn't forgetting about you. I wasn't skipping you, but I kind of wanted to wait till we got a little bit further down the board and it's in relation to Ricky Fowler. And I'm going to try to find here he is $3 and 30 cents at the moment, Joe. And we always say there's a price for everybody. And we finally saw Ricky Fowler nail his first top 10 in 15 months or whatever it had been. And the putter looked better and the irons looked better. But do we need to see more than just one start? I want your opinion. I think I need to see a little bit more. But if if I hear people that are a lot smarter than me, like you, and then who dived into some of the numbers and the metrics and say that it's come around, then I have a little bit more faith in it. But for me, with my own two eyes, I need to see him do it again. I am generally happy to be early on golfers. I'd prefer to be early than late. I will be late on Ricky Fowler. Uh, okay. He, the, he, I don't have it in front of me, but he gained something like four point whatever strokes on approach last week, which was one of his best approach weeks in two and a half years, three years. It's just, it's hard to believe 
he's going to have that type of week again. I hope he does. Same way we talked about Jordan Spieth. The game is better when Jordan Spieth is contending, when Jordan Spieth is winning. The game is better when Ricky Fowler is in contention on a Sunday. I will be late to the party on him, and I think that's how I will handle it. Other guys will try to be early on, like Rory when he came back and all that, but uh, not for me, not for Ricky. Yeah, I think I'm in the same boat there. All right, going further down the board here, um, my guy, Lonto Griffin, someone DM'd me today. (laughs) Someone was out there on Wednesday, and I I don't know if you know Lonto. He's kind of like this – I don't think he's a jerk, but he like kind of portrays the jerk, right? Or like almost like the shooter McGavin type like mentality. <laughs> uh, and apparently they were following around Lonzo Griffin and he hit a shot or two or whatever. And he just turned around. I don't know if it's to the gallery or to his caddy. And he just went, I am so dialed in right now, which is like, <laughs> <laughs> which if you know how he says it, like it just, he's so funny. Uh, so I don't know if that's actually true or what, but Lotto Griffin is $3 and three sets. He's uh, certainly further down the board. Is there anybody in this range that you're going to be keeping an eye on? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure if I have the most up-to-date numbers, but two guys sort of in the mid twos there that I'm kind of looking at. Actually, there's three right next to each other. Um, Denny, Brandon okay. Grace. 250 yep. Brendan Steele, like Got three two sixty or something like that. Yep. I think um, those are some good candidates. If you're looking for some guys in the $2 range to potentially come here and, and maybe finish 15th or 20th, and double your money up there. Um, Denny putts so well, Brendan Grace has had pretty good form going and Brendan Steele has really good course history here. And I tend to link, um, and I don't know if it's just because they're really good friends and they fly to these events together, but I tend to link, like, if, if you think Keegan's going to play really well this week, you should probably think Brendan Steele's going to play pretty well this mm-hmm. week. They tend to sort of um, go well together at similar events. So, yeah, I'd be willing to take a flyer on any of those, especially in the mid-twos. There's really no, not a whole lot of downside there, and I feel like the upside potential uh, could be there with some of those guys. All right, let me give the big board a refresh here. While I do that, and I'll give away – uh, I'll give away some more jock bucks here in just a minute, but I want to see if there's any movement near the top of the board. And Joe, there certainly has been. So since we've gone down to the bottom, Jordan Spieth has asserted himself on the top of the jock market. He's $9 and 13 cents. What that means is he needs to finish about 13th or better to pay this off. That's Jordan Spieth. Bryson DeChambeau right behind, $8.53. Xander Shoffley, $8.50. And John Rahm, who noted is the number one pre-ranked golfer, is $8.16. The ranking means he will break all ties. Victor Hovland, $8.09. So those five big boppers at the top of the board. That seems... That seems relatively fair. Yeah, a lot of movement since we last checked in. I see there. Yeah. Look, Spieth, safe, like so safe right now. And it's crazy that we're saying that, but I just don't really see him having a bad week, like where he finishes outside the top 15. I'd be shocked. I think his win equity is there. I think that if you kind of flip those rounds last week and he has his last round was his first round, and then he plays three, the next three rounds are really good. He'd be extremely popular this week, which obviously we can see that he is. Really no downside in in part of his game that's not clicking at the moment. So it's all systems go for Spieth. Uh, A little bit surprised to see Bryson right there over guys like Rahm and Hovland and Thomas. But um, look, the sentiment is is there on Bryson. You can tell by uh, the T-shirt sales, right? More people like Bryson than we think. Unbelievable. 
Unbelievable. I mean, they might not be vocal about it, but they are there putting their money where their mouth is in t-shirts and in the jock market is how they are supporting Bryson DeChambeau. The biggest surprise to me, Rory McIlroy remains. I'm pretty sure this is the price he was a half an hour ago when we talked about him. $5.47. I certainly, Joe, cannot imagine he's going to finish anywhere near this, but but why? What's the what's the hold up here? I don't know. I, I mean, maybe um, look, he, he, he's misses some cuts, right? Like missed three out of his last seven cuts in between that win at the Wells. Um, I think he was, he was on track to miss the cut at the PGA and kind of made it at the number and, you know, flirted around the weekend and it's, what is it? 49th there. But yeah. yeah, he just has a floor of, of actively missing cuts that I think a lot of these other guys at the top don't have. But look, we're, it's Rory, right? I mean, come on, we, we're used to him. We're used to him letting us down. I hate to say this about him. This is kind of a shitty take, but we're used to when, like, we when everyone wants Rory to win and he's the favorite. Like we saw at the Open Championship when it was in his hometown and at PGA going back to Kiwa, he tends to underperform. But when he does perform, is when we fall asleep a little bit on Rory and forget just how good he is. That's the moments where I feel like he tends to show up. Uh, we saw that at the players. We saw that at the Wells. So it's $5 is a ridiculous price for him. If that hangs around, uh, I'll be in there in the next couple minutes. Uh, a good comment from the chat here. Uh, so Rory did withdraw from the Pro-Am today. He withdrew from the Pro-Am. Um, it, was, it was wet. It was rainy. He didn't he, like he doesn't have to play, whatever. Uh, unless I hurt here otherwise, this does not impact my decision making on Rory at all. Joe, I mean, I mean, he... We see guys do this all the time. Guys do this all the time. They withdraw from the pro-am and they, I mean, it's just weird because now we're getting pro-ams back, but this used to happen all the time, right? This would happen constantly and guys would withdraw from the pro-am and it would not necessarily mean anything for their Thursday through Sunday chances. So are we on the same page about that? hundred percent. Yeah. Not worried about it. I'm sure the PGA tour players are. That's the least excited thing that, that they're going through right now is the programs are back because I don't think they like yeah. it too much. Um, it's kind of <laughs> sucks. It's a sucky part of their job, but um, they all do it. Look, like you said, rainy, wet conditions, just didn't want to go play today. I wouldn't be too concerned about anything injury related with Rory or we probably would have heard about it. Right. Until we hear otherwise, right? That's that's the way we're mm-hmm. feeling about this. Okay. 20 more dollars to give away. And then we're going to talk about IPO and Joe's going to go do his thing. So here we go. Uh, Jay Hines, draft Dad, Congratulations. $20 coming your way in the form of Jock Bucks. If you would also like to enter a draw to win $20 to the Jock market, leave your username in the chat. Also, hit the like button. Thank you very much. Goes a long way. Um, I've, I will give away 20 more after this IPO closes, which is going to be shortly. And then I will give away 20 more at the end of the show. So now Joe, it's about that time. We are probably four five, six minutes away from this IPO closing. Tell the people what to expect as this uh, flurry to the finish line takes place. Absolutely. Yeah. You got to have sort of your ducks in a row and understand the ones the players that you are targeting uh, kind of narrow that list down. They have the favorites tab there, which makes things helpful, but I like to put in a share so I can see them in my orders tab and just monitor where the price is at currently in relation to where my bid price is at, but things move very quickly. You have to be ready to go. And the uncertainty of not knowing exactly when the close is going to be throws the ultimate sort of wrinkle into the process. So uh, it's an exciting five minutes. We're about to get it going.
The uncertainty is the worst part. Yeah, never knowing when it is going to actually close. So, okay, Joe, we are going to bid you adieu. But before we do, you're both like a you're like a five to seven guy profile, right? You don't you don't get fifty golfers. You don't get two golfers. You're like a five to seven guy. No, five to seven. Yeah, that's right. My sweet spot. Uh, I've got five minutes here to make my action, so it's tough to get fifty bids in. Um, but yeah, look, five to seven, I look for a couple up top. I look for a couple in the middle. I look for a couple of down low, try to balance things out a little bit uh, and go from there. But ultimately, it comes down to where I feel the price is at based on where the target price I have created is. If I see an opportunity, fire away. All right, go fire away. Get out of here. Uh, this is usually the part of the evening where the chat gets very quiet and everybody starts looking down at their laps and looking in their phones and swiping through. And I get to describe all of the action for you over the next, let's call it two to four minutes, because this IPO phase is going to close sometime before 9 p.m. Eastern, usually before between 8.57 and 8.59. Um, the top of the board has two golfers standing alone above $9. Jordan Spieth, by my assessment, the best player in the world at the moment, and Bryson DeChambeau, a former champion at this event, both over $9. If you are looking to invest in them around that price, you're asking them to finish about 13th or better. That would pay out $9.57 or 50 cents a share. John Rahm, $8.75. He will not be there when this night closes. I can guarantee you that. He is going to be on the move. He's our defending champion. He is our number one pre-ranked golfer, meaning he breaks all ties. If he has a nine-way tie for second place, he's getting the $20 a share. He's getting the full-on share. So that is certainly valuable. Patrick Reed, after his miscut, the industry has said, Patrick, we forgive you. Don't worry about it. We are buying in again this week, $8.50. He is the same price as Xander Shoffley. Justin Thomas, that's Joe's pick to win, $8.35. If you're an investor at that price, you're asking him to finish $8.50, or you're asking him to finish, excuse me, 16th or better. That would pay out $8.50 a share. Victor Hovland, also $8.35. The other two names over $8. Colin Morikawa, $8.24. He won at this course last year, but not this event. He won the Workday Charity Open the week prior. Tony Finau, $8.03. I saw that there are sports books out there that Tony Finau is the biggest liability of the week. That tells you we have no idea who's going to win this golf tournament. If Tony Finau is the biggest liability of the week, he's $8.03. Hideki Matsuyama, our master champion, a notable at $7.39. And I'm going to have to give this a refresh because Rory McIlroy is still $6.75, which I cannot imagine that is going to stay. We are in that time frame. Sometime in the next 90 seconds, this IPO is going to close and you are going to be held with your phone in your lap, uh, not knowing what to do. John Rahm, has broken into the $9 mark. He's $9. No movement on Spieth or Bryson DeChambeau. Victor Hovland trying to catch up. The sentiment on him was early. He has not moved much since. Roy McIlroy is making a move. He's now up to $7, but there are still uh, some pretty interesting golfers more expensive than Roy McIlroy, including Charlie Hoffman, Corey Connors, Louis Ustase, and Patrick Cantlay, all getting more love than Rory McIlroy is getting at the moment. I know that he did not play particularly well at the PGA Championship, but he is two starts removed from his victory at Quail Hollow. Sam Burns at $6.50. Public saying, okay, Sam, if you are back in action, I'm going to back you. If you are a buyer of Burns at six fifty. You need him to finish inside the top 25, which arguably for a guy who's won and finished runner up in the last two events that he's finished, that shouldn't be much of a small or much of a task for him. Shane Lowry, $6.50, or excuse me, 
the other way, $5.60 coming off a T4 at the PGA Championship. He also played well at the Players' Championship when I start to correlate difficult golf courses with deep fields. Shane Lowry certainly looks like a guy who could be of value to you. And I'm going to give this one last refresh if I can get it in because this IPO phase is going to close at any moment. We are That's still it. live. We're closed. Oh, we are not still live. We are Close done. Down. Shut it down. IPO is closed. Change the lights. It's over. 858 by my by my unofficial count. I'm gonna give the I'm gonna give the board a second, make sure I have all the most up-to-date data, and then we'll talk through everything. But uh, did you get what you came for, Joe? What'd you would you, you you like anything? I got Justin Thomas, so I got exactly what I came for. I feel like I got the winner of this event. Um, Don't clip that and air me out on (laughs) Sunday, but (laughs) yeah, uh, happy I got JT. I got some guys in the middle. I got a couple down low, so I I feel like I I feel like I've got a good position. But I feel that every week. All right, I'm going to try to just um, give one more refresh here. And while I do that, I will I will give away, as promised, twenty more dollars to the Jock Marcus. You've got about. 30 seconds to get your username in the chat if you have not dropped it yet because then I will draw one while I refresh this board here. But we're just going to let the dust settle for one second. Uh, Okay, I have a winner, and I'm going to give away 20 jock bucks to Colin at Cole Kerr 6. Congratulations, 20 jock bucks coming your way, and I will give away one more at the end of the evening, which is about 15 minutes away. All right, Joe. I gave the board a refresh. So hopefully all of our numbers line up here. And Jordan Spieth is your most expensive golfer. $9.13. But I will admit, four guys within 12 cents of each other above $9. Spieth, DeChambeau, Rom, Hovland. Any surprises here? Yeah, I'm kind of surprised that Spieth was the highest. I was expecting Rom to get there. Um, but yeah, it's, it is kind of strange. We see four right there all so closely grouped together in that $9 mark. But uh, yeah, all favorites this week, all seemingly well-deserved. So if you like them, I hope you got them. Essentially asking them to finish about four, 13th or 14th or better. That That's the mark for our four most expensive golfers of the evening. After those guys, the next group of golfers is Xander, Reed. Wow, JT for 850. You got to love that, don't you? I love it, man. That's, exactly <laughs> that's the sweet spot. You know, these like he wins more than all of these guys, Rick. You know that like it's it's. Um, even the odds they put on this week, like if you could get a 16 to one on him, he's winning one in every eight tournaments. It's, it's rarely do you ever see that type of value and that's over five years. So, you know, rarely do you see a guy outpacing his, his odds number. Um, but yeah, I feel like it sets up really well for him. You know, there are some, obviously some question marks in his game right now. He's had gone through some putting woes. He's a little bit loose off the tee, but I think this place kind of forgives some of that. Uh, I'm hoping so. And the new green surfaces, hopefully you can have a good week, but $8 and 50 cents sort of screams to me value. I mean, when you put them behind Hovland and Shawfle and Reed, it's like this yeah. guy gets the, it done. The big one was he's only 10 cents more than Tony Fee now who does yeah. not, who does not win golf tournaments. Right. Uh, and, and, and my, and I bet him this week, like an idiot, <laughs> because I have no idea what's going on. Um, that, that to me is interesting. Eight fifty for Justin Thomas and then eight thirty three for Morikawa. And if you want to talk about guys yeah. who win a huge percentage of the, of the starts that they make, uh, you have to throw Morikawa in there. He's like four for 
46 or something like that to start his yeah. career. Yeah, his win rate is unbelievable as well. Um, you know, obviously won it at the concession tournament over there. So, look, we're just looking for he's him and Justin Thomas. You can basically they're very much similar to me. He's like the younger Justin Thomas, where the iron play is so good. Um, that he's just about as good as anybody in the field, and it's whether or not he has a good putting week or not is usually what it depends on. Them two sort of duked it out here at the workday down the finish last year, so I would expect them both to to play pretty well again. All right, let's dive into your portfolio for this evening. So, Joe, talk us through who you own shares of. Okay, so obviously got JT. That is my biggest stake this week. Uh, A couple of guys... You know, all right around five bucks here. So I took some shares of Shane Lowry, uh, who I like, who I think the form is trending in the right direction. Emiliana Grio at five dollars a share. Look, he's just been unbelievable. And if we're going to correlate approach play with success rate here, um, mm-hmm. the guy's been an absolute stud. He's gained over twenty strokes on approach in his last three events, which is unbelievable. Averaging like seven per event. Um, to, to me, he's he's the poor man's like JT or Morikawa that doesn't necessarily win. But this format allows these type of guys to still return some True. value. And the other one that I took a little bit of a flyer on in that range at $4.90 was Russell Henley. So I bet Russ Henley this week. Um, he was 110 to 1. I like his chances. Uh, he's turned things. He's had a really bad opening round in a couple of weeks in a row here where he's found himself at the bottom of the leaderboard, clawed himself back to make the cut. The approach play I've seen kind of return, and he just has a really great track record in in propensity to play well at Nicholas courses. Uh, Eight top tens in the last year or so. Four of those were on Nicholas design tracks. Obviously has the win at the Honda Classic, so some good vibes for Russ Henley. Played well here last year. Uh, Just hoping for some upside there. Yeah, you are you are loading up on ball strikers here, and and even even Lowry, who I, I I mean I've been mistaking how good Lowry is on approach for a long time. He's gained strokes in like seven straight. JT's probably the best ball striker on the planet. Grillo, we know is is dialed in, and Henley's the same. You you are you are living that that uh, strokes gained BS life. I love it. Yeah, and Lowry's a bit of a mutter too. We like him in the sort of wet yeah. conditions. And when the course plays more difficult, he usually plays better relative to the field. So coming off a fourth at the PGA, like Lowry a lot this week. Uh, moving down into the three and, and right at four at $4, I took Max Homa. And I wasn't really mm-hmm. expecting to take Max Homa. I just felt like this could be a good spot for him. He's had some really big struggles around the green, which I know correlates well to success, but I just think the confidence and where his game is at right now is really well. Um, wants to come to a place like this and play well. And then my other two guys down here in the in the threes were Denny McCarthy, who I talked about before, yes, and then yeah. uh, some shares of of my guy Cam Davis. So back on Cam Davis, uh, I was on him for a while. This was finally a price at three sixty, where I felt like some upside was there. He played really well at both Nicholas courses this season in the Amex and the Honda. Uh, Played pretty good out there at the Farmers. I think he has top 20 potential. Seems like a course that should lend itself well to his strengths. Uh, So that's who I got this week. Those are my guys. And now he officially goes by Cam and does not want to be called Cameron anymore. And he has listed that as his PGA Tour name and has messed up my database. And I had to go through and change all the Camerons to Cam. (laughs) 
<laughs> because now they send over data that says Cam Davis instead of Cameron Davis. So I got I got it taken care of, but he 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 owes me about forty five minutes of my life back, maybe an hour of my life back. <laughs> Jeez, Cam. Uh, well, we'll have to get on him about that. But the Aussie is okay. here, and uh, hopefully Love he plays well this week. He's, I, I love him. All the raw talent in the world. I hope he breaks through soon. I, I, I do love his game quite a bit. Um, you know, the, we, we, I think we alluded to it, Joe, that the weather forecast, at least for Thursday, doesn't look great. <laughs> I don't know how else to yeah. describe it. I mean, it looks just, it just looks like there's a 70 or 80% chance of thunderstorms uh, all day long, which uh, I think there might be a lot of waiting. There could be some delays, which I actually believe makes the live the live aspect of this much better much more interesting the idea that you might have guys that uh, think about i would just be prepared for guys to play more than 18 holes in one day and if that happens you're going to see a lot of movement on the leaderboard in a short period of time which is going to create some opportunities in the jock market Absolutely. Opportunity this week. Uh, if you see something like that, like you said, we're not going to have necessarily, we may not have the the good morning and good night where everyone plays 18 holes in the same right. day. We could get some of that roll over there. You could see guys end halfway through a round. We could see guys get the brunt of the wind picking up right before a thunderstorm rolls in and then other guys come up. You know, I think this this helps the course a little bit with the newer greens and and not playing overly firm. I think that they were probably hoping for a little bit of rain, uh, no thunderstorms, you know, fingers crossed and we can get this all in, but definitely this like any week is going to be all about timing and isolating the right spots. You can keep up with all the data and the live stats to, to sort of find yourself, you know, when opportunity knocks and be ready to place that bid. And there is, and you're always very good at this, like guys around the cut line on Friday. Mm -hmm. And if they're going to make it, what their prices are, you know, if they, if they can squeak in and, and we might legitimately get golfers who have to come out and play one, two, three holes, and then to figure out if they're going to make the cut. So it, it, right. it is, I, I highly encourage you uh, to be around your phone Friday evening. I, I just, I just think it's going to be more valuable this week. Yeah, and that throws some of these guys off too because you think about it like I think back, you know, I was listening to a podcast with Max Homa and he talked about when he won at Riviera and yes. he talked about how uh, essentially like that morning just sucked that he won because he had to wake up at like 3 a.m., drive, you know, drive to the course, play a couple of holes and then sit around and wait to tee off in, in what like was the second to last group like or whatever second to last group and in, in managing your mind during something like that. So look, all th if we don't have enough factors to take to weigh yeah. in with golf as it is, uh, they'll throw another wrinkle at us, but all good stuff. Um, you know, stay tuned, keep the app open, stay, refresh it every now and then and see if you see some good spots. And last thing on this before I forget, there it, it, and I'm, we're doing a lot of speculating here that there is going to be a weather issue, that there are going to be delays, that guys might be playing over multiple days, but you should be prepared for it and be prepared to know what holes they have left. There is You might have a guy who is outside the cut line with three holes to go, and they might be the three easiest holes on the golf course. And knowing that if, hey, he's got an easy par five or he's got an opportunity to do this, you know, if he plays it to the field average, maybe he sneaks through. So there's just there's just – be, be aware. I, I think it's going to be critically important. Um, yeah. Before we get out of here, Joe, let me give away $20 more on the jock market. It goes to JAG. JAG63. Congratulations. You are locked and loaded. No, you're not, but I will 
get you in the queue for for twenty dollars to come into your account. Uh, so thank you very much. That is our uh, hundred dollars in jock bucks that we are giving away for this week and we're going to do it all again next week joe and the week after that and the week after that and the week after that right my friend yeah absolutely you know it's cool because i feel like and correct me if i'm wrong but i feel like i see new names getting these jock bucks like every week so what that tells me is there's new people stopping by for the show there's new users in the app there's new people trading um it's all good the growth is there uh, we appreciate you guys for for taking the ride with us every wednesday night and we'll see you next week We'll see you next week. I should, while you were doing that, that was the perfect time for me to get the thing ready that says the stream has ended. So now I'm just vamping. Okay, now I'm ready to go. Joe, it's an absolute pleasure as it is every single week. Thank you to everybody who showed up. Hit the like button on your way out. Good luck this week.